Hello and welcome listeners to the Injury Time ISL Mid-Season Edition. A little bit of a nostalgia in this podcast today. We have uh, two of our, you know, long-time guests and panelists who was instrumental in our growth, let's say. Initially, let's welcome Sudarshan from The Hindu who was here last week. What's happening, Sudarshan? Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? It was great. Great, great. And uh, now we also have Arvind with us. Welcome. Vanakkam, yes. Uh, we miss Naveen, but he has moved on to the iLeague podcast. So, you will hear from him later in the week, I'm sure. And uh, without you know, wasting too much time, let's head right to business. First match, Mumbai and Blasters. That's what we are concentrating on. Two teams at the opposite end of the table. Mumbai second, Blasters. They just can't seem to even buy a win. So, Arvind, let's go start with you. How, what is your uh, take on Mumbai? They had a bad start and then... Just, uh, you know, last week we touched upon it, but amazing performance towards the end of the first half of the season. I think it's all down to the coach's tactics because he has uh, tremendously worked uh, well into this team. He has understood each player's strength and his weakness. And he has developed a system where uh, Mumbai City FC can succeed really well in the ISL and maybe even give Bengaluru FC a run uh, for the top spot of the league table. Uh, it's... See, they lost uh, 0-5 to FC Goa at the start of the season. But uh, since that, they have turned it around amazingly. That's because they have an all-foreign attack. Uh, when you look at uh, Mumbai City FC's team, they have an all-foreign attack, unlike other teams. In uh, The other teams uh, rely on someone like uh, Michael Susairaj, whether it's Jamshedpur or uh, Lalianzola Changte for Delhi Dynamos. Even Bengaluru FC, for that matter, they rely on uh, two uh, wingers in the form of uh, Sunil Chetri and Udanta Singh. However, Mumbai, they have their combination figured out. They have Rafael Bastos, uh, Modu Subu and uh, Arnold Isoko as the three attackers and Paolo Machado uh, gives them, provides the rhythm in the midfield. And they use their other foreigner uh, Fifth one, Lucian Goen, who's a defender. He's been doing amazingly well for Mumbai City FC. And this is how they have turned their season around. And you could see it in the game against uh, the clueless Kerala Blasters. They won 6-1. And Sugu scored four goals in that game and became the first player to uh, score four goals in the history of the ISL in a single match. And that's it's he's proved to be a good poacher and as well as uh, he can take shots from outside the box. Um, so, he's not just someone who just taps in like a JJ Lalpeklua or Balwan Singh. He can even shoot from outside the box. So, they have an uh, all-round striker and they have two good uh, assist uh, makers in the form of Rafael Bastos and Arnold. So, this is how they have uh, turned their season around. Initially, they struggled because uh, they had to play Subhashish Bose in the central uh, defence. And uh, they had a couple of injury issues. And now Shavik Chakraborty is the central defender. He plays along with uh, Lucia and Goen. Bose uh, goes to the left-back position, his preferred uh, position, that is. And everyone's uh, found their rhythm in the team. That's that's the secret to their success as far as they are. Yes, they have finally, you know, successfully found out a combination. Now, Sudarshan... Coming to you, um, Kerala Blasters, they have sacked coach David James after, you know, a terrible start to the season. What, uh, inevitable, don't you think? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think it was a more question of when than uh, if uh, and I think the result uh, and actually, the position was a no-brainer. 
and it's particularly very uh, surprising to see that David James didn't actually see the six one uh, last coming because it's the kind of tactic that is pretty peculiar. Uh, Mumbai mostly played in the wings, and they they were only the their only plan, direct plan, is to get the ball to Sohu Finals. Most of their attacks were on the flanks. It, it was similar to what they did against BFC, and David James, being a coach who knows or wants to play such direct football, getting the ball as quickly as possible to get forward, it's pretty. Damning that he actually didn't see this coming. So I mean, this uh, the result was just the final night. I think they would have made up the mind uh, long back to actually not long back, maybe a day or two before to just sign. So I don't see any problems with that or any. Uh, fans also wanted to see. Yes, of course. And maybe looking at the history of Kerala Blasters, short as they may be, uh, they generally always start a new season with a new manager. Or as in the last two seasons, they obviously sacked their manager as well. Do you think now, because consist, you know, considering the history, that maybe the issue is not so much the manager, but the people who are making decisions with the manager? Maybe in hindsight it does look, but uh, the the whole thing about uh, their new, as in their appointment of James, I think was to reverse that. So they gave him a three-year contract, and uh, going by their past history, as you said, they wanted to build something more solid for a longer time. So. I think even that has come uh, under now. So I don't know what their plans are, but uh, it seems like constant chopping and changing. And I don't know how much the ownership issue also played a part in it. Uh, so yeah, it's up to the new owners to see what they want to do. ISL is a very, I mean, you know what they call fictitious league. But considering they, they wanted to build something for the future by giving him a three-month, three-year contract and pull the plug one year. Just almost what half a year into it. Yeah. Half a year into it. So uh, I don't think they're a good sign. So let's see. Let's see what the owners have in So, so moving from one club which had a very short-term, long-term vision to another club who's actually having a long-term vision in Delhi, who managed to lose one and win one during this week. They lost to Jamshedpur. Two-one, uh, but a little bit unlucky there with the handball, like a volleyball stuff that in the penalty was just not given. And uh, then they managed to beat Chennai three-one. So Delhi, they started to win, and they always look like a team once they start winning that they'll keep winning. And a lot of youngsters. So where do you see them going from here, Arun? Um, all all I can say for Delhi Dynamos is that they'll get uh, good player exposure this season because their uh, chances of making the top four are very slim at the moment. They have to win all their remaining games. To get to the minimum point, uh, the cut-off point that the team that finished fourth last year, that is how they are comparing uh, their chances. They think that the top four situation might be the same this season, uh, but uh, I don't see Delhi qualifying up, uh, even if they get one draw more. Actually, I think they are already out of the contention for the top four slot because of that loss against uh, Jamshedpur FC. They had to win all their uh, matches starting from that match. So, that loss ruined their hopes. But uh, the coach, I think he has a good idea. He has a good philosophy. It's just the strike option that they have that is not working for them. At one point, they had the most number of crosses for any team in the league. uh, And uh, Lalian Zora Changte was leading the charts. Uh, there, but uh, now he has taken on scoring as well as a part-time thing. Uh, so that's good for Delhi Dynamos, but 
they might not qualify for the playoffs. It's too many. It's for them. It's not about. I don't think it's so much about this year because they again a long term contract. Lot of youngsters, Chante, Nanda Kumar, all you know, learning their trade. So probably looking for you know a season or two down the line to actually be a sustained force. Don't you think that is probably the vision of the club? Uh, that's what the director Rohan Sharma has been saying from the beginning of the season. But the fans will they be as patient because uh, at the start of the season, Delhi Dynamo's ultras they hang their banner upside down, uh, saying until the team wins a match, we will not uh, bring this back up. And uh, you saw the Manjapada also copying the same idea, and uh, they also had a similar banner. Uh, during the game against Jamshedpur, when they boycotted the uh, stadium, and only about eight thousand fans turned up. So, uh, if the team management has the confidence in him, uh, in Joseph Gumbau, it's all good, and the players will also get to gain a lot from it. And coming to your suggestion about Chennai, now this is a team that you have covered when Marco Matarazzi was there, and when they were, you know, when Alana was there, and they were forced to be reckoned with, and even a little bit last season. uh always renowned for being defensively solid now it seems to be like a strainer they just can't keep the goals out yeah they they are very i mean it's very weird because the last match i think uh they didn't actually look like conceding for a for a for a for a brief or I mean, for a long while and then suddenly out of the blue they just conceded so this been a problem for them this season and Uh, I'm pretty. I'm not sure how they are not able to figure it out because the coach has almost given up. I think he is he is now looking at JFC and Super Cup and uh, all these things. So they have always been defensively solid, yes. But this this year, it's not like they are leaking goals throughout. They are playing well in phases, and even the goals that they concede seem suddenly out of the blue when they are actually defending decently and they just in rapid succession they just score. I think against Goa this happened. So uh, I'm still not sure why they were they are not able to fix that defense. They should be able to because it's more not in concentration, not good position. It's not that they are bad defenders or bad defensive midfielders. It's just that in those moments they just switch off. Yes, we blamed uh, the absence of Danpal Ganesh for a lot of the you know. Goals that uh, they concede, but now I think it's little bit more deeper than that because Nelson is also not playing that much, and then you also have you know uh, Rafael Augusto also who's doing well, but there is no finishing from JJ as well. So again, uh, problem you know cause of concern at both ends, right? So that's it. Yeah, yeah, it is because you can blame one man for an odd defeat or not a two three defeats, but they they had enough time to actually think of alternative plans and. Uh, Nepal Ganesh absence may be one of the factors, but it is it cannot and should not be the factor. Yes, should not be. And now moving on to Bangalore FC's one nil against uh, win against ATK. Uh, what did you make of this, Arvind? It's a pretty routine win for them. I don't think any team played particularly ex- very well. And Eric Parthalu, lovely Australian, he finished it off. I yeah I I don't think uh, either side played really well at that uh, in that game and uh, Bengaluru FC had two handball incidents uh, not given uh, not awarded for them in the in the half and Eric Parthlu uh, you saw him move up he he usually drops deep and then tries to control the rhythm of the game from 
uh, near the half line but it was one occasion where uh, he moved right up to the box and then he got a header in and it was not it was not exactly a set piece because only when there is a set piece you see a parthalu in the box so i think uh, bfc figured a way against the defensively solid uh, atk and they thought that either the goal has to come from set pieces or it has to be a long range effort and they were uh, they got their um, they got their method right and uh, they held on for that win uh, atk had a couple of chances with uh, manuel uh, lanzarote dropping on the left side even sunil chetri ha- could have made it 2-0 uh, in injury time which is the name of the podcast but uh, the added time is what i'm talking about uh, but he shot right across the goal line and he couldn't uh, manage a win uh, he couldn't manage a goal but uh, anyway bfc have their unbeaten run in- intact and they have played the least number of uh, matches they have played only 11 matches while all the other teams have played 12 and they have a 3 point lead over uh, mumbai city fc the second place team in the league so uh, either they can they'll easily coast through the playoffs and the challenge is how they do from there because uh, last last year we saw them struggle against uh, chennai nfc in the final and they eventually lost that game so they'll be hoping that it's not a repeat of the same and they move on to win the title as well okay so that's it. let's talk about parthalu for a minute uh... I personally like him a lot. Uh, not just that he is a nice man; he's come on the podcast as well. Uh, but generally, the balance that he provides, because we saw a couple of games when he was not there and they were fiddling around with the formation, just being yeah. there in the middle, in midfield, uh, he's like a safety net. You know, the balance yeah. he provides to that side is amazing. What What is your thought on this? Yeah, it's, it's actually weird uh, at the back uh, or at the middle. We we see a pretty tactically very flexible. uh the thing is his partnership with mars when they actually go forward is good and uh there are times when they actually act as a double pivot to be like a double defense sort of defensive combination but when they attack he actually becomes the third center back and he actually allows both the fullbacks to go forward and also demas to go forward so there are multiple roles he plays he starts as a defensive midfielder when 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 they are defending he is one of the two defensive double pivot defensive midfielders along with timas but when timas catches up he becomes the center back and allows the both the uh, full next go so he is pretty he you can even say he completes the side on the, on on occasions when he has been missing or timas has been cabra ajay has filled in dfc has never had the same trust from the back that the coach desires so much so They both actually control the game. How basic and Barcelona can complete the whole team because when he is there, he performs multiple roles and he is deadly in set pieces. He can take long range shots. And the header that he scored here, that day was also priceless. So he does a lot of things. As you said, I mean, he controls the side. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, and also presses very well, very intelligently as well. Now uh, yeah. moving on to the next game, which is Goa and uh, Northeast United FC, which is a five-one win for Goa. So, Dustin, last week when we had a chat with the, about Northeast United, you said they looked tired. This time they looked absolutely exhausted, didn't they? Yeah, I think they are not rotating that much. There are a lot of injuries in their side, actually. There, I think seventeen yeah. or eighteen outfielders available. Yeah, and also they have played 
good number of matches in the sense of short uh, duration. So I think six in some twenty or twenty-five, six in four weeks or something. So they took smashed, and the break couldn't have come at a better time for them. And the good thing for them is they are still in the reckoning because they had a good start, and they haven't had what they have got four points in the last three games or something like that. I think they are coming back after three draws, and then they lost to Goa. So it's great that they are getting a break now because for one and a half months they can afford to get back. I mean, they have the time to get back the side which actually started well. So I think this this break is a godsend for them. Yes, and let's talk about this Goa. What a side they are becoming! What such excellent football that they play. What do you I mean? Obviously, they are up there on the table, but. Have you been impressed specifically with the way things have gone for them? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much impressed with what uh, Sergio Lobera's philosophy is. He's just bothered about getting the goals, and it's not really particularly uh, bothered about the defense. They are weak uh, side when it comes to the defensive unit, but they make it up with some amazing flair in the attack. And uh, Lobera even said uh, sometime in one of the press conferences that. Uh, Someone asked him, uh, "What do you think about the defense and attack of football?" And he said, uh, uh, "If if you are feeling cold and you have a smaller black, a, a smaller sheet to cover yourself, will you cover your head uh, or your feet? If you cover your head, your feet will get cold, and if you cover your feet, your head will become cold. So I think he's preferring the attack option over the defense, uh, leaving it uh, fragile. Even Edubedia." the players most of the players that he has they uh, abide by this philosophy and they are really excited in, to play that way because edubedia in an interview with uh, sportskira he said that uh, we know what our philosophy is we are not bothered whether we concede a goal we'll score two goals yes and also they are very uh, daring as a team mm. because they, the bomu and bedia they accept possession deep lenny also wait for the press to come and then try to play through the press so obviously are uh, playing little bit with fire there when they get caught they get caught very close to their own goal so uh, and now let's see let's moving on to the indian press conference that happened earlier today both of you i'm sure had a you know small look at that so nothing major to talk about other than that jerry alongside nishu are two people who will be missing out so arvind you wrote a story about this yesterday how why bake cannot be part of this team despite obviously two defenders going out so let's uh, talk about it okay so the story is that uh, the indian national team or any any team any uh, team participating in the asian cup they have to submit a squad by december 5th a 50 man squad 50 a 50 man pool of players to be uh, precise and you can pick your 34 member squad from this 50 you can reduce your uh, 34 member squad to 28 from the rest of the 50 you can you can change you can chop and change whatever you want only with this pool of 50 players rahul beke is not there in the pool of 50 players and this could be the case with uh, susairaj uh, jobby justin and uh, brandon fernandes as well because these are the guys who many feel that they, they should have been in the 34 man probable instead of a couple of others uh, so these guys will fortunately unfortunately not be part of the team uh because of this they are not considered worthy enough of being part of the 50 by the coach stephen constantine 
yes i think they also have two weeks to train you know two, two weeks over there to prepare so, so that's an enough time because they're playing a couple of matches oman being one of them so enough time for preparation for the afc cup uh i'm not sure how much this is actually good preparation but i feel constantine is taking a huge gamble here because there is it, it actually defies logic to say that beke uh, was not part of the 50 seriously he was good enough to be part of the 34 maybe you finally thrown it down to the number that you are to require with the definite philosophy with the definite plan to play but I think he's taking a huge gamble because now you have two people out and you can't replace them uh, from anybody other than the before. And look at the defenders that you have also. Sanjay Singh and Anas are all part of the squad. They are, but uh, they haven't played much, have they? Yeah, Sanjay has been Blaster. making some mistakes as well. Yeah, Kerala Blasters I think have five, and none of the defenders actually two two of those defenders they haven't come out shining in any of the last few matches. And unless you have a set plan to which only certain type of players fit, and their form for their club types don't matter, I think it's a huge gamble that Constantine is taking. If it comes off, he might be hailed as a genius. But if it doesn't come off, I think he's in for a huge. At least it's yeah. Huge backlash. So I, I think he's taking a big gamble. Let's see how it goes. Yes, he has given you all bullets and a gun. So let's see how it ends up for him. Uh, thank you, Sudarshan, for being available on call. I know it's a difficult time and very busy time for you. Pleasure, Rajal. And thank you, Arvind. Thank you. And uh, you guys can catch us injury time on Twitter. You can, you guys can catch us at injury time IND. We are available in odd, um, you know, all, almost all of the website podcast platforms, and also on Hub Hopper now. So check it out as well. And uh, till next week, enjoy the game.